to the icon, Matt Hardy, the man who is stronger than death. And you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode 268 for March the 13th, 2022. Hi, everybody. I'm Marty. And I'm Butch. Welcome to the Butch Cast, you twats. <laughs> Uh, that, that's actually Christoph. Uh, no, Butch. I've changed my name to Butch. Oh, there's 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 more of that to come. I I pulled the audio of his debut. De so, oh, he uh, actually spoke. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> which which makes even it even better. better. Um, even better. Uh, but uh, for for those listening and or viewing, because on uh, Patreon, uh, which you may not know, you get video versions of this, uh, di- a little bit different setup than usual because Chris's <laughs> laptop decided to absolutely eat shit. Yeah. Um, but yep. Uh, we, yep. we get- it listened to Punk's advice to uh, to MJF at Revolution and <laughs> ate shit. Yes. So, yes. Uh, so things are a little, uh, maybe a little different, but Hey, you're getting an episode, which is the important part. Um, almost didn't happen. I almost called the whole thing off. Not going <laughs> to lie. It's, it's been a week, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a lot that we, we actually want to discuss and cover that being the three AEW shows this week, revolution last yes. Sunday, uh, and uh, the fallout, which was on dynamite and rampage. But first things first, uh, we have, uh, a lovely little bit to complain about, so let's go ahead and jump in. The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. So let's get into it. This week, mm-hmm. a very well-beloved member of the NXT and previously NXT UK roster was mm-hmm. called up to television just in time for WrestleMania. And uh-huh. here was the promo that they chose to introduce him in. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guests, Rich Holland and Seamus. That's a starty man, you're right. <laughs> Always love the hair dryer booze. Please offer an explanation yeah. as to why you destroyed Biggie's ETV, and do you think your actions will fuel them onto victory in tonight's match? Destroyed it? Meg, we made it better. We improved it. We took the load off the front. It's lighter and faster than it's ever been. That's what we do around here, Meg. We improve things. Someone is telling Seamus to be right, less what, intelligible. Tonight, we're expecting... I was going to ask that. Fight night. <laughs> is that why you brought those sledgehammers? These things? Ah, no, Yeah, they have, they have uh, Triple H-style sledgehammers. Compared to what we brought along tonight, you know what I'm oh, saying? here we go. We've brought someone we've both known for a very long time. We brought someone along who's deadlier than two sledgehammers put together. Now, together. some people might know him by a different name, but we know him. <laughs> oh, they even mentioned it. By his nickname. He is the one, the only, Butch. <laughs> Butch! Uh, and then Pete Dunn walks into frame. Yeah, yeah. You're right, lads. Fight night. 
And that, that's how they introduce him. Uh, he just walks in. He doesn't say a fucking word. And he's got a fucking page boy hat on. And and that's it. Wow. Uh, what 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 can be said? The, literally one of the, the top people of developmental. Yeah, for the past, like, what, five, seven years? Well, he's been there a while. Uh, five years. Five, five years. Okay. Uh, the, the NXT UK debut uh, was for the UK championship. That tournament was in January 2017. Wow. Uh, I only remember it specifically because that weekend where bo- both shows were airing was when uh, I went into the hospital uh, with appendicitis, so that's that's why I remember it. And Fun. maybe the universe was trying to tell me something about the fate of NXT UK at the same time. Well, just like you don't need an appendix to survive, <laughs> neither does WWE need UK to survive. <laughs> exactly, exactly. However, at least theirs exists. That exists, right? In some uh, form, I guess. In some way, shape, or form. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's been a part of developmental for for five years, which makes sense that they called him up but uh, same sort of thing we said uh when when they they brought up dewdrop uh and and gave her the name dewdrop yeah you have spent money time yeah effort energy writing hours of television yes to build a character and a name and and a fan following sell merchandise with said name yeah british strong style that trio yeah. was fucking huge for yeah. a few years there yeah and what do you do you bring them up as just some random peaky blinders looking fucker with the name butch I mean, you you could have at least given him a nickname with like you know call him Pistol Pete or uh, Little Petey, uh, Petey Punch a Lot. I don't Petey fucking Punch know. A lot. I like that one. I mean, I, I got a personal you know uh, attachment to that one. Uh, you know, proper Pete. Have him be all proper to the to the scallywags of uh, uh, Seamus, who is a hundred percent ratcheting up his Irish to eleven. Oh like, yeah. I could like I know he he has not always sounded. That Irish. Yeah. yeah. There's, he, he there's is, no way. I haven't listened to Seamus in a while. So it was kind of jarring to me to to hear him really, really pour it on there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they definitely are, are giving him a, a note of, hey, could you, if at all possible, be harder to understand? Yeah. Yeah. I, I picked up a couple words in there. The, yeah. There, there were some things being said. And, of course, he's teamed up with Rich Holland. More on that dipshit yeah. in a minute. Uh, although I'll be honest, my rage is not with with Ridge Holland. It's, no, it's with the greater no. system. Um, but uh, yeah, Pete Dunne, one of the top guys of NXT of the past few years, multiple time champion in different you know NXT and NXT UK. Yeah, uh, held titles, had incredible matches. Who can forget the big uh, the the Pete Dunne? Uh, uh, oh shit, I'm forgetting the other guy's name. Which, Gunther. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ty- uh, Tyler Bate, Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate uh-huh. at, at uh, Takeover uh, a few years back uh, in Chicago. Just the the absolute barn burner of a match they had. One of the best matches WWE's ever hosted. Full stop. Uh, and now he's just a guy. Which yeah, yeah. Is... call him call him frowny. Call him uh, <laughs> call him grim face Dunn. Uh, you know, like come on. Yeah, it's just fucking lazy. It's they even stupid. acknowledge you know him by a different name, and they don't say what the other name is. 
No, no, of course not. Why would they? Why would they mention something that, like you said, they spend hours and uh, money and TV time and all these things? You know, developing it's development. Okay, if, if, if it's the development system for a reason, why why would you develop somebody into a character and then immediately change everything once he gets on to one of the two big shows? Well, it's funny you mention development and developmental because I think the developmental system needs to be tossed out the fucking window because this week, Ridge Holland, who had been a part of developmental for, uh, four years. Okay. Uh, it did not get on the TV until, uh, two years ago, but still been a part of developmental for four years. Uh, fucking murdered big E this week. Uh, nearly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in the match that the butch promo was hyping, yeah. uh, uh, there was a spot where Ridge Holland did a belly to belly on the outside, overhead belly to belly on the right. outside, yeah. on to Big E. Big E, former world champion, and mm-hmm. as far as anyone with a pair of eyeballs and a, a vague level of interest in professional wrestling can, ten- can tell you, should be one of the biggest stars they have. Yes. But of course, got sacrificed at the altar of Brock and Roman. Uh, he got dumped right on top of his head and broke his neck. Now, good news straight from Twitter. I can't thank all of you beautiful people enough for all of your concern and your messages. It's very heartwarming. Uh, I can move all my digits. You see that? That's nice. That's always a good thing. Um, strength feels fine. But unfortunately, uh, right now, they tell me my neck is broken. So there's that. Yeah, uh, a broken neck. C1 and C5 or C6, both fractured. No surgery needed, though. Yes, yeah. So this sounds very much akin to what happened to Ricky Starks. Yeah. And look, full stop, I I will preface this rant with, it's pro wrestling, people get hurt. Yes. However, between the Rich Holland thing this week, not Rich Holland's first rodeo and injuring someone, uh, just as a reminder, a few years ago, he's the person who spiked Johnny Gargano on top of his head and put him out for a while with oh. a neck injury. Uh, this also comes a week after on NXT 2.0, Lash Legend uh, dumped uh, Amari Miller on top of her head and Amari Miller had to be stretchered out. Are those real people? I've those, never heard those of are real either. people. I've never heard of either of those people those, in my life. Those are real people. Uh, okay. She, All right. she uh, did basically what, what was uh, a move called the Widowmaker, which was – it's kind of like an inverted um, FU – Okay. Uh, where uh, basically the body's in a different position, but it's still the overhead takeover. Um, you know. Like the GTH setup. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. Uh, except for Lash Legend A didn't realize she has to sort of help Amari Miller land on the way down. She just ah. tosses her and also slips while doing so. Oops. Falling on her Ugh. for the pinfall. Ugh. Miller getting stretchered out with a stinger. That was last week. And, of course, this week you have Ridge Holland uh, basically taking out one of the top stars of SmackDown. Um, is uh, is Ridge Holland romantically involved with Nia Jax somehow? Because <laughs> maybe, I'm aware of. maybe there's some kind of uh, uh, cabal within uh, the WWE locker room of people trying to, uh, you know, uh, take people out and, and earn more money uh, because, you know, there's not enough money to go around in WWE. Oh, clearly not. Clearly yeah. not. I'm sure we're going to get another batch of cuts right after 
WrestleMania. Yeah, um, and Butch will probably be one of them. <laughs> but yeah, they'll fire Butch, not Ridge Holland, the guy yeah. who took out a big star. Yeah, they'll fire Butch because yep. he didn't get over. Um, but uh, this is this is the future of WWE right here. You have untrained talent being put on television, being pushed. I mean, we're already at the point where Braun Breaker, who uh, weirdly enough dropped his title to Dolph Ziggler this week. Ugh. You have Braun Breaker showing and he up wasn't on Raw. Pinned. It was like some kind of triple threat match. Or yeah, something. it was. It was him, uh, Champa, and Dolph Ziggler. Everyone's saying the whole point is, oh, uh, Braun Breaker's gonna, you know, get the title back during the NXT Stand Deliver Show Mania weekend, which is undoubtedly true. But of all people, why Dolph Ziggler, a forty-one-year-old, should have been but never was? He's here to roster. show the world, Marty. He's here to show the world. Um, he's here to show the world. He's the uh, Shawn Michaels ripoff that never was. Yeah. That's what he's here to show the world. It's it, it is it is just baffling that now you have this system where untrained, unskilled professional wrestlers are on television every week, and that's what they intend to have moving forward. They don't want people who have the reps. They don't want people yeah. who have failed privately they want him to fail publicly yeah and it'll it'll bite him in the ass was ridge holland a wrestler prior to signing with wwe uh he had about a dozen matches before he was in wwe so not much not much he's a former <laughs> rugby player i've had three matches i mean fuck <laughs> <laughs> so there hey, you go three more than me uh yeah. <laughs> so you know there's there's that but um it's just it, it is it is so baffling and honestly worrisome that that this is what's going to happen. You, you have this group of talent who are not ready. You are putting them on television with the intent of making them ready. And undoubtedly, the pressure is making people who don't know exactly what to do more prone to messing up. Yes. This yeah, is not no, the, the going whole, to end It doesn't well. make any sense. No, this, and... This will be worse before it gets better. You know, if only there was a way for, um, uh, you know, the performers in the locker room, these independent contractors to, I don't know, bargain in a collective manner. Yeah, as, uh, as one unified as one col- yes. union in yes, some way. Yeah, yeah, a unified front, for sure. Yeah. If only there was some way they could United. do that to... Yeah, to ensure that, uh, you know, the people that they're handing their putting, – putting their own lives in their no, hands. Some type of collective uh, insurance for the group would, would sure. definitely be yeah. an improvement. But Yeah, yeah. That would be nice too. Nope. Not happening. Yeah, it's uh, It yeah. fucking sucks. Uh, and especially, you know, you never want to see anybody get injured. No. Uh, I mean, there may there may be a handful of people I wouldn't mind seeing get injured in a non-paralyzed, <laughs> just out of action for a bit sort of way. Um, but that's a whole other conversation. Uh, but you know, Biggie is one of the most universally adored people by both friends and fans. Yeah, uh, I've never heard anybody say a bad word about about Biggie, and it's easy to see why he's a 
very uh, charismatic, lovable uh, man. So it's uh, it sucks to see you know it sucks to see anybody injured, but it really sucks to see somebody with that much talent, that much still potential. He's still relatively young, yeah, uh, in the grand scheme of things. And I'm sure he'll bounce back, uh, especially for the the WWE concept yeah. of you well, you must be at least this old to be a main eventer yeah pretty much uh yeah it, it just it sucks so you know i'm glad it wasn't more serious for e uh yeah. hopefully he takes his time and uh and gets gets back sucks he has to miss wrestlemania season uh with all this he was just on the uh uh what is it truth or dab on uh yeah with, on with the him and goldberg. Yeah. yeah which the budding relation friendship between goldberg and biggie yeah, all stemming from that one promo you did on the podcast mm-hmm. is is kind of endearing. You know so. that that I just realized that's an audio drop I need of, of Big E talking about big meaty men bumping meat. Yes, okay. yes, absolutely. Note, note to self, I'll pull that one. Uh, but nevertheless, it is what it is. It's just it, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And uh, an update came this week on one of the bigger stories of the year. After rumors, scuttlebutt, and assorted details being passed around this week, we finally found out that, yes, Steve Austin would be a part of WrestleMania in Dallas, Texas. However, the way they got there, as always, was very strange. The main event segment of Raw this week was Kevin Owens cutting a promo about wanting to face someone from Texas in Texas. Well, let's just, let's just get this out of the way. Yeah. Thank God it wasn't Booker T you answered. That's true. But he did name drop <laughs> Undertaker, Shawn oh, Michaels and Booker T and Steve Austin. And you're going to love this. The way the show ended was with an on-screen graphic indicating that he would have someone if it's up to him, Steve Austin, as a part of the KO show at WrestleMania. And then they flashed a big question mark on screen as Steve Austin's music played. That's how they ended raw. Kind of not telegraphing it at all. Um, But this storyline wise makes sense because if I'm Kevin Owens, I don't want to do a fucking talk show segment with one of these schmucks. I want to beat him up. You know, so him him just being the on screen character Kevin Owens asking to interview yeah. them at WrestleMania yeah. is stupid motivation. It, it is, but you know, it, it's it is being promoted as the KO show. So, yeah. I mean, even Steve Austin. So the the way they did it was uh, Steve Austin is going to give an answer on WWE social media at noon Tuesday, uh-huh. and then noon. By the way, they couldn't wait to three sixteen to announce it. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, they they had videos hit Instagram, Twitter, yeah. YouTube, Facebook, all that fun stuff. Steve Austin cuts a promo. It's a great promo. It is. I love seeing Steve back in Stone Cold promo form, but. You know it's not going to lead to anything, but you know, ten minutes of talking and then Kevin hitting a couple stun- getting a hit with a couple stunners. I mean, shit. Steve even says in the promo, "This is going to be a match. It's going to yeah. be a fight." Uh, so we're not gonna have a real match. No. This no. this Steve Austin will come out undoubtedly in 
jean shorts and whatever Steve Austin commemorative t-shirt they've made for WrestleMania. Double knee braces. Don't Double forget those. Double knee braces. Yeah. Wrists taped. Yeah. And they, they will brawl. He will uh, hit the uh, Luthez press. He'll yeah. stomp a mud hole. He'll hit the elbow. They may hint at a pop-up powerbomb, but it's going to be kick-wham-stunner. Like, yeah. th- th- this... This will not be what anyone wants it to be. Well, I don't want a, I, I don't want a Stone Cold match in 2022. <laughs> in 2022, yeah. Uh, by the way, thank you, Steve Austin, for making me feel very old by cutting the promo uh, right. at the beginning with, it's been 19 years since I was last in the ring. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's not entirely. For a match, yes. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. the last time he was in a ring, he fucking threw his elbow or his shoulder out, hitting a stunner on Rusev or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, look, I, I know it's a stunt to put more butts in the seats. I, 100%. I, I, I acknowledge that. But, you know, it's just, again, the fucking stars of wrestling past. To, to to pop a rating or to pop a attendance number, and there's no substance to it. There's, there's no, nothing, nothing will come of this because Kevin Owens isn't going to walk around saying I beat up Stone Cold Steve Austin in Texas, and that he's not going to have that feather in his cap. No. There's no way he's getting over on him. No. So all it does is make him look like a fucking doofus. Right, right. It is. It is just. <clears throat> it's an odd choice, and and I have to say that. My bigger concern, I know you're like, oh, thank goodness that Booker T didn't accept it. This may turn into a cavalcade Stop. of entrances. No, don't do the, that. The why, way that. Why are you even putting that out in the The universe? way that they did the promo with him name dropping everybody else from Texas. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Yeah, just, just bury Kevin Owens a little more. I yeah. mean, you know, taking taking getting beat up by Stone Cold by himself is one thing. You know, getting... Getting beat up by the Texas Wrestling Hall of Fame is a whole other, you know, <laughs> shit show that nobody nobody wants to see. Yeah. Come on. I mean, this is a guy. Here's a guy. Here's who, a guy. Who, like, you know, throws himself around for our enjoyment, jumping off of WrestleMania signs and doing fucking run up the ramp cannonballs onto people, cannonball sentons on the people. I and then he's just going to get beat up by the geezer convention. I don't, I just, just not, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah. Nay, I say to you, nay. Well, Chris, what I'm going to go ahead and do is turn that frown upside down. Let's talk about a show that we watched this week and really enjoyed. Turning red. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> AEW Revolution 2022 was live on uh, all sorts of services. On Sunday, pay-per-view, Bleacher Report, Fight, random illegal streaming sites. Can we we, we send a memo to TK about Bleacher Report? Oh, he knows. He he has to know. The app is fucking awful. By the time we, you know... We were like three minutes behind because yeah. of the buffering. Yeah, uh, you know, you you knew you knew finishes three minutes before I got there by by the end of uh, Adam and Adam. So this this the app is and you know it wasn't a, a Wi-Fi issue. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you that <laughs> it was it was definitely with the garbage Bleacher Report app. I know it's a proprietary thing for Warner Media. Uh, just fucking make the deal for HBO Max for Christ's sake. Or like they did for All Out, you know, allow people to buy on Fight in the U.S. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. I did that, and it some was of fine. Us, you know, some of us have VPNs, and temporarily we were in the UK for four hours, and the yeah. uh, show ran yeah. great. Um, uh, but a- anyway, you slice it. It was a massive show, big surprises, some of the best matches of the year. I, I would argue, uh, though I think All Out still has the the a- All Out of uh, 2021 has the a number one spot because of both match quality and surprises. This may have been the most bell to bell solid card AEW's ever presented. Yeah, I mean, it certainly looked that way on paper as we were uh, getting into it, and it, it, I would say, it delivered in pretty much every every aspect. Um, some surprises. We, you know, we were pretty spot on with our predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, what, maybe one missed. one big notable uh, shift aside. Yeah, um, but but. Uh, I, on the whole, you know, I don't think there were really any major surprises no. uh, in terms of match results. There was, uh, or there were two big debuts, mm-hmm. um, but uh, the show kicked off with the buy-in. Uh, three matches, including one of the best pre-show matches ever. Ever, uh, yes. Uh, we had Layla Hirsch defeat Chris Statlander. This is pretty straightforward. The feud must continue as uh, Hirsch uses a turnbuckle from beneath the ring, hitting Chris Statlander with it, wins with a step up, a step up lion salt uh, in just under ten minutes. Yeah, no match was fine. Uh, I mean, anytime either of those two women are in the ring, uh, my eyes are glued to the TV. So yes, that is uh, <laughs> the the tree trunk match for me. <laughs> so thank you very much for uh, the thigh masters getting me through the the buy in there. Kenny Omega's music played, and I was like, oh, shit, they're going to bring out Kenny? Big oh, the pop. pre-show? Big yeah. pop for that, which tells me dude's going to be a massive face when he comes back. Yeah. Uh, but out came Don Callis to talk shit about the main event of the evening. Uh, big heel heat for Don Callis. Uh, and uh, I forget what Excalibur said, but Excalibur basically whirlwind dunked on Don Callis as he came out. And I, I, I really adored that. I, 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 between that and, uh, Tony Schiavone's absolute hatred of MJF. I yeah. like that. The commentary booth is allowed to have personality. The, the editorialization of the commentators is definitely uh, a positive there. I mean, JR's gets a little old man screaming at cloud yes. for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, Shivani mostly focuses it on uh, Adam Cole and MJF mm-hmm. uh, and Excalibur will, you know, you, the way he changes, he just drops his voice down and just gets a, a quick, subtle dig in and then keeps on moving. It's, <laughs> it's, it is delightful. Um, it's such a joy. Uh, and also, of course, if you watch Dark, you know that the oh. uh, Excalibur and Taz podcast featuring pro wrestling is yeah. the most enjoyable few hours of, of YouTube streaming every week. Those guys are great together. <laughs> Speaking of Taz, his son, Hook, defeated QT Marshall <laughs> in just under five minutes. This was exactly what it needed to be. Made the fans hyped up. Yeah, uh, it actually gave the huge Hook pop. a bit of a comeback, too, because, you know, QT was giving him the business for a minute or two in there. Yeah, we, we actually got to see what, what it looks like when uh, uh, Hook is on the defense versus the offense. Um, yeah. And then the main event of the buy-in was a last-minute edition, the House of Black of Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews against uh, Pac, Penta Oscuro, and Eric Redbeard making his in-ring AEW debut. And 
Holy fucking shit, this match rolled. It was a lot of fun, man. I mean, obviously, with those people in that match, it's going to be hard. Well, Eric, Redbeard aside, it's going to be hard to have a bad match. Um, yeah. I, you know, there was definitely no uh, Eric Redbeard is all league graphic afterwards, and I didn't really expect there to be. Yeah. Um, but Dude uh, was and, definitely trying to get it, though, because no, no, he was Eric hustling. Redbeard busted his ass on this match. He was everybody was hustling. That was a fast paced match, man. They yeah. got a lot of shit in in what uh, about ten minutes or so. Uh, Bell thirty nine, according 18? to the observer results. Yeah, well, I don't remember going that long. I guess yeah. you know, time flies when you're watching little guys get zipped around the ring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and big guys. Super fun match. I I really want a Penta Buddy Matthews singles match at some point. I mean, because, Penta versus the world, baby. Let's well, go. Yeah, yeah. I, I know for you, you're you're into any combination of Penta and someone. Correct. Uh, but I really like the way they played off each other. And Buddy Matthews came off like an absolute beast in this match. He was he yep. was on fire uh, for yep. for a guy who we have somewhat accurately described as a Kenny Omega we have at home. Um, yeah, he he was showing out real nice, and uh, I, I I hope he continues to get an opportunity to do so. It must also be said that Buddy Matthews has extraordinary tits. Um, yes, yes, those pecs are ridiculous. The man. muscle tits are huge. <laughs> Good God, puts uh, you know, I think uh, I I think the the next match we need to see is Ethan Page versus Buddy Matthews. Yeah. Because Page always says he's got the best hits in wrestling and I think he's got a he's got a competitor <laughs> now. So let's make that the next uh next big feud here, TK. Yeah. hundred percent agreed. Then the show kicked off on pay per view proper with a match that though I was looking forward to seeing how it would play out, I did not expect it to be this fucking great. <laughs> Eddie Kingston, Chris Jericho Went 14 minutes, Eddie gets the victory, and they decided, fuck it, we're going strong style right from the jump uh, with uh, Kingston dumping Jericho right on his head with a half and half, and the brutality did not let up from there. I don't know what's gotten into Chris Jericho, but this was incredible. Uh, You know, I I have a couple hypotheses. Okay. That's what it may be. One, um, you know, he saw Mox quit drinking and come back lean and looking great and and top of his game. Maybe that was an inspiration to him. Or maybe he did his 2021 taxes and saw how much money (laughs) that he donated to a fucking losing loser and losing cause and got real pissed off about it and decided to hit the gym. Um, Either that or, you know, everybody, uh, Attacking his wife on uh, social media for being in D.C. on January 6th uh, <laughs> finally got to him and fired him up to go to the go to the gym and, and, and work on some abs. Those are my hypotheses. Yeah. Um, one or th- all three of them may be correct. I don't know. Um, I don't know uh, Mr. Irvine personally, but um, he did credit where credit is due. Uh, he pulled out, you know, probably the best match he's had in AEW. It's certainly hard to argue against that. I mean, I, I think the only competition would be um, the TV match with Darby, uh, the Cody match at the pay-per-view full gear that we were at, nah. uh, and maybe the first Omega match. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the the first show's Omega match on the I mean, match they had. In the match for the for the first title, too. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. was pretty good. Um, and we're not counting stadium stampedes cause that's a whole different, that's a, that's entertainment. Yeah. Uh, and more on Chris Jericho sports entertainment later. 
Yeah, uh, unbelievable. Stretch Plum gets the victory. Kingston shouting out one of his favorites, Toshiaki Kawada, with that one for the victory. Post-match, Kingston went for the handshake. Jericho pulled his hand back and walks up the ramp. Of course, there'd be more on that on Wednesday. And uh, I, I'm just going to say, that, and I know I've got the Eddie Kingston bias real, real hard, but this was a great match, and as we've talked about, one of the things that makes me like rate something higher isn't just when it's good, but when I don't expect it to be as good as it as it is. Yeah. And, uh, in turn, this was my match of the night. Like right from the jump, everything was kind of fighting for it. There were some amazing matches throughout the show, but I it, this overachieved by far for me. Plus, the right person won. Yes. Yes. Which is not always the case. I mean, AEW does it better than most other feds, but. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, it was it was the right call and the right match for those two at these periods in their career. It was it was it was pretty perfect. Then we had the triple threat world tag team title match: Jurassic Express defending against the Young Bucks and Red Dragon. Here's your flippy dude night of, uh, match of the night here. Yeah, guys. all the flippies in this one, all the spots. I'd say they had probably a hit rate of ninety eight percent of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this was so much fun, and it was after this match where I'm going, "Holy fuck! This may end up being the greatest show I've ever seen." <laughs> I feel like we say that like two or three matches in of every AEW pay per view, though. Very true. Very true. Um, but this this was great. Uh, there was some mis- miscommunication between the Bucks and Red Dragon, which resulted in Jurassic Express retaining the belts, just as we kind of foresaw. Um, yeah. But uh, very, very good stuff here, and the crowd was super hot for it. And and JB is just out of this world. Like, he pulled off – I don't even remember what it was. It was some kind of, like, triple rope jump uh, thing and then – jumped up and did like a top rope German release suplex. It was, it was an incredible sequence. I can't even remember all the bad yeah, shit stuff yeah. that, that, uh, that, that kid pulled off. And, you know, if he's practicing those things in Anna J, uh, <laughs> I am again asking you to please release the only fans cut. Yes. Please okay. release the tapes. TK. Yes. You, you need to fund ring of honor. Let's fund ring of honor. Let's go. <laughs> um, That's the honor club right there. <laughs> It's the on her club. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we had the face of the revolution ladder match. And shock of shocks, Wardlow wins the face of the revolution ladder match. This is war. Uh, fun, brutal ladder match, including Orange Cassidy getting hurt as uh, yeah. Keith Lee does the beal to the outside. And yeets oc a smidge too far yes yes. (laughs) the smidge over the river uh ricky starks and powerhouse hobbs um yeah or no it wasn't i don't know whoever the fuck it was on the outside yeah but yeah that was that was a a rough landing for oc ricky starks did have a rough landing as well yeah uh getting power bombed off a ladder onto a ladder uh straight onto that stack of dimes he calls an heck yeah and uh i think it looked scarier than it was yeah because i noticed on the way down like he had his hands out and around the back yeah covering his neck which sure you know smart um but i i think if anything what i liked about this was it didn't feel like we saw the same five ladder match spots we see in every ladder match. right it felt like there was there was uh an urge to innovate including something like straight out of a jackie chan movie 
where Orange Cassidy does the uh, Terry Funk airplane spin with a ladder. Yeah. It gets grabbed and the ladder skins gets the picked cat. up. So he skins the cat up and tries to grab the ring. Yes. While standing on top of the ladder. Beautiful spot. Loved it. Thought it was very good. Uh, and again, just a great match on an already great pay-per-view. So something's just uh, popping in my head here. Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. If memory serves me, Danhausen appeared mm-hmm. and cursed Ricky Starks. Yes, cursed Ricky Starks and Wardlow. Well, he cursed Ricky Starks prior to Ricky Starks getting dumped on that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so storyline-wise, Danhausen's curses are legit. There we go. Tony Schiavone was then out to announce a new acquisition, <laughs> and while doing so, he holds up the contract, which says in very large print, "Very large print, Swerve." Yeah. So the music was... hits, and guess who comes out? Swerve. <laughs> yes, there was no swerve. It was swerve. Yes, Tony, a little over exuberant, uh, yeah, I think, yeah. in, in that swinging, swinging it around. Uh, that that did make me chuckle uh pretty yeah. damn much though so but uh yeah swerve came out at first not to, not from what i heard a great reaction but yeah. by the end of the promo they were chanting swerve's house and they were uh they were excited that uh that the guy is here in all elite and um from the you know rumor and scuttlebutt coming around the uh the warner broadcast castle in uh in atlanta i guess i don't know yeah. um that it's going to be uh, big things in store for for Mr. Swerve Strickland. And honestly, between his three appearances this week alone, yeah, I, I understand it. You know, Swerve is it, here's a guy. Uh, here's a guy, guy who my exposure to him. I saw a few indie matches of his. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, the death match from Lucha Underground, uh-huh. where it was kill shot, uh-huh. uh, and then when he was brought up to NXT as a part of Hit Row. Hit Row came off like, you know, a big time gimmick. Uh, I can't I can't shit on it. Yeah. AJ Francis, how he's, re- you know, reacted to people on Twitter aside, they felt like a big deal. Yeah, um, they should have been a big deal. Swerve has such a unique charisma. He has such a unique in-ring style, as, as evidented in the Rampage main event. Yeah. And he, like... You know, a, a Keith Lee sounds laid back, but there's there's like a, a smooth confidence to the way Swerve talks and the way he carries himself that really is unlike anything else, not only in AEW, but in wrestling in general. And, and I can see why people would look at him and go, that guy's a star, period. Yeah. So, yeah, no, no arguments. credit where credit is due. I saw a lot of his Lucha Underground stuff, and it was pretty much all great so uh i actually had last night's strong on new japan yep. was the match with jay white that i kind of want to uh pursue and watch yeah i i heard that match was very good uh brian alvarez was there live for it and spoke very highly of it um so then we had the tnt championship match jade cargill and tay conti Jade had a live guitarist playing her theme. Nice touch there. Always. I think it was the guy who matches. actually record, mm-hmm. recorded it as well. And uh, Chris, uh, you're going to feel old and also laugh. You want to guess how old that guitarist is? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. 22? 23, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. 
Now, granted, he looks like a gigantic old baby, but still. He, he, he looks like, you know, B.B. King's son, who is probably in his <laughs> yes. 50s right now. Yeah. And that's yeah. just, I mean, just the way he holds the guitar and kind of yeah. played the guitar was very B.B. King-esque. I, I didn't, yeah. that's how I meant that in case people want to take that the wrong way. <laughs> um, but, but he did look like a big old baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to hold to that. Yeah. <laughs> but man. A large uh, old toddler. <laughs> just. You know, continues my descent into career uh, depths of depravity and <laughs> how I've how I'm a failure in life. But hey, hey here hey, we are. Hey, uh, you're not a failure, Chris. You're not. Jury's out. But the TNT titles on the line. Jade Cargill retains it, adding a new spot to her repertoire. A kiss of death, which in the moment just felt. Super gay, and I was here for it. Congratulations! Well, yeah. In Florida, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the first, uh, uh, not the first reference to that in the night. Yeah, uh, well, not the only one, um, for sure. Oh, it was and, the first. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, also, Jade only. came out dressed like Jade from Mortal Kombat, which nice touch. I feel like that. Okay, so wrestling Twitter sucks, <laughs> admittedly. Yes. Yes. And Jade has been the target of a lot of hate on wrestling Twitter. Can't imagine why. Can't think of two glaringly obvious reasons why the internet would be mad at her simply for existing. Right. Yes, exactly. So I feel like this was a genius move for her to try and appeal to a lot of those, uh, let's say, white assholes on Twitter who were attacking her by appealing to their video game fandom. And I feel like that may help her out in the long run. I don't think Absolutely. she needs to do it every week or whatever, but, uh, you know, yeah. it was it was the best video game inspired ring gear of the night. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Yeah. More on that in a moment. God. Then we went to the dog collar match. CM Punk versus MJF. Right. Cult of personality hits. And then it goes right into MJF's theme, pissing off the crowd in Orlando. MJF yep. comes out to a chorus of boos. Then the lights go dark, and in a moment that for a guy like me, who has been watching Ring of Honor since 2002, (laughs) Uh who watched Punk come up, who was there for the first time that Punk used this theme and entrance. Oh, look at you. I was absolutely losing my shit as CM Punk comes out to uh, his old AFI theme from the Ring of Honor days uh-huh. while also rocking the basketball shorts in white uh, of course. for obvious reasons and yeah. the track jacket, which apparently was uh, customized to include a little portrait of his dog, Larry, which yep. was adorable. Yeah, I did see the zoom in on that, and it was fantastic. I lost my shit. I thought this was so great. I thought this was so cool. Excalibur in the booth. Shouting out, you know, he's going back to his old ways. Says something about how Punk has a fire inside. Yeah, Pop. I, I see you. I see you. Yeah. And, and you know what? That's all you needed to know if you're not a fucking mouth-breathing idiot. Well, he said more than that. Like, Excalibur oh, yeah. flat out said that this yeah. was his entrance that he used in his early days of Ring of Honor. Yeah. And the early days of Ring of Honor Punk has been a main component of this entire fucking storyline. Exactly. Exactly. So what more do you need to know, you fucking douchebags? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the Twitter response to this was just 
it was just absurd. Like, what the fuck, people? Yeah, just get over yourself and enjoy the wrestling show. Are these are are these people the ones who are always like, oh boy, another end credit scene in a Marvel movie that expects me to understand the other twenty five movies? Like, is that? Why why are you seeing this Marvel movie if you haven't seen the other 25 to start out with? I mean, the majority, right, right. most people who do have seen the others. And, and you know, the no, other nobody part... comes, nobody sees, you know, Black Panther 2 coming out. It's like, yeah, you know, maybe I'll give these Marvel movies a shot starting here. You know, that, that, at this point, this doesn't happen. Right, right. And, and even to that point, okay, you sit down, you watch Black Panther 2. You're probably going to be able to piece shit together if the context yes. for you wasn't, yes. especially if you thought uh, MJF coming out the cult of personality first wasn't like some crazy transgressive thing that would confuse people. What if they've yeah. never watched AEW before? They don't know whose theme that is. Like, <sighs> what you have from this is CM Punk is coming out to a darker, uh-huh. more sinister more more intense more dramatic song yes it's indicating a change in mindset yes that's all you need to know yeah yeah no the I, easter I, egg yes was bigger for someone like me and again sure. i lost my shit i absolutely yeah. lost my shit i was so hyped but that's all you needed to know also i would like to thank punk for rocking the basketball shorts one more time so I could finally answer the question I've wondered since he stopped wearing the basketball shorts, which was, would that look work on the big stage? And the answer is, no, you look like a fucking geek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, those, those shorts are uh, a fashion faux pas these days. They look days. comically large. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's fine. It, it, it worked yes. for the callback to, to the era. On to the match. Yeah, this match ruled. Violent, bloody, filled with storytelling. I I adored it. I thought it was too long. Perhaps. I mean, it went it went twenty seven minutes. That was too, that was too long. Yeah, it, was, I, I, it, was, it dragged. It dragged in the middle as they were working up to the finish and everything started to happen. The last ten were great. Yeah. The first 10 I was in, the middle 10 I could have done without. There were uh, there was definitely a moment on the apron where they realized they had wrapped the chain around yes. the ropes too many times or was like yep. All right, guys, we're kind of we're kind of breaking fab here. Right, yeah. Even when even you even heard Max go fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, try and fix it. Uh but you know, we we had a big time moment where uh Wardlow comes out uh to give MJF the dynamite diamond ring. And uh, Wardlow, he can't find it. He's he's checking all his pockets. He, Oops. He, keys, phone, wallet. He's got that. Can't find that ring. Can't yeah. find that ring. And then uh, Punk hits the GTS. MJF takes a big bump into the tax, sells it like, you know, Beautiful. He's, he's just been like tased right into the head. Uh, and then suddenly uh, Wardlow finds the ring and yeah. puts it out there for Punk to have. Crowd yeah. goes wild. Uh, MJF realizes he's about to be defeated, spits in Punk's face, Punk hits him with the ring, one, two, three, good triumphs over evil. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, like I said, the the finish was good, uh, Wardlow finally turning on Max, you know, we got to the fireworks factory, and it was good, um, but yeah, for me, the match, the match dragged, and I know, you know, it was a different style, 
you know, obviously I like my fast paced flippy doos, destroyers and, sure, and, sure. and shooting stars and things of that nature. And I, I, you know, I will enjoy a match like this, but you know, not for 30 minutes. I'll just put it that way. That's fair. That's fair. So, uh, we then had the AEW women's world championship match, Britt Baker defending against Thunder Rosa that went an interminably for me long 17 minutes. Uh, I didn't mind it that much. What I did mind, and maybe I missed some kind of kayfabe explanation for this, yeah, is why the fuck did Mercedes Martinez not come out with Thunder Rosa? Great point. I Great mean, she's point. been kind of backing her up, not the entirety of this feud, but at least in the past month or so, ever since uh, Britt and her lackeys turned on her for not getting the job done by destroying Rosa. So, it, you know... It made it made Thunder Rosa kind of look like a doofus by not having backup, knowing that yeah. Hater and uh, Reba, not Rebel, or yes. strike that, reverse it. Um, it's a Smurf that you haven't met yet. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it, it it just made it seem stupid. Um, but that said, I thought the the match was good. Those two are really good together. That fucking uh, 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 spear onto Reba through the uh, through the second uh, and third rope onto the outside by Thunder Rosa was fantastic. Um, and there were a bunch of other really good spots in there too. Some good hope spots that you thought Thunder Rosa might pull it out, but you know, it's, it's the numbers game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it very much felt like, um, you know, a house of torture match, just all <laughs> of the run-ins and everything. It was, it was a little much. I know where they built. Rebel toward. Togo. Yeah. Yes. I know what they were building toward. We got there on Wednesday, but and I think also it following Punk MJF just fucked the match because the crowd w- did not really care for it. Yeah, I mean, it was the emotions had already been spent at that time. You know, like your emotion meter was down to like 2%. You needed time to rebuild before to really get invested in that match. So, yeah, uh, maybe uh, I don't know if I would have uh, maybe switch the, the TNT match and the women's match. Uh, not TNT, uh, TBS title match and, yeah. uh, and the women's match flip flop them. Uh, and maybe, you know, it would have worked a little better. I don't know. Cause there was no doubt Jade was winning that match. Yeah. So I feel like that was the spot after punk and, uh, and, and max was, that would have been a better spot for that. But what do I know? I'm a schmuck in my basement on my iPhone. So cause <laughs> now, my fucking laptop won't even work now, Chris, I, I, I hate to, uh, uh, interrupt our rundown of this card, but I have breaking, breaking news. news. Oh no. Are we at war? Uh, we, we are not at war, okay, but this, the, uh, I mean, this is still not great news. Uh, Wade killer at PW torch is reporting that Scott Hall is on life support. Oh fuck. What? Um, he has been recently hospitalized with a broken hip. Uh, he underwent hip surgery. Sounds like there were complications with surgery. Uh, and blood clot got loose. Fuck. He suffered three heart attacks. Oh shit. Yeah. So, um, Big th- uh, best thoughts for the the big guy. Uh, Ooh, that doesn't sound good. Guy, uh, yeah, he's also big. Yes, uh, but but the big man uh, that was always Nash. Uh, but yeah, yeah. The bad guy Scott Hall. Um, you know, that's a guy who's definitely tried to turn his life around and, and do a lot. And I had heard about his hip surgery, but uh, yeah, clearly things are, are not uh, going well. So our our thoughts with uh, with Hall and family, hoping that ends up okay um 
So yeah, just wanted to share that because I just saw it come across my feeds here. Um, hmm. Anyway, as we were, let's try to transition back into our uh, thoughts on Revolution. As one of the matches we were most excited about was John Moxley, Brian Danielson. Oh yeah, and this was just. <laughs> A fight. This was two dudes just beating the shit out of each other for our entertainment. It rolled. Yes. No, I, I zero complaints, uh, zero notes on this yes. match. It was pretty much exactly what it needed to be. Um, and, you know, then the post-match happened, which was just out of this world. Yeah. Uh, you know, what happened was it was kind of a, a surprise victory. Danielson locks on uh, the triangle sleeper. Mox fights it for a while, rolls Danielson up, gets the trap pinfall. One, two, three. But the dudes still want to fight. And while yeah. they still wanted to fight, the referees are getting in the way, trying to stop them when all of a sudden. Tony. William Regal comes out and uh, basically uh, acts like the dad who's trying to get his sons to stop fighting on the lawn. Yeah, yeah. Violent, violence, dad. (laughs) Yeah. Very mad. Uh, Slaps Moxley across the face to get him to stop. Danielson laughs at it. So Danielson gets a slap across his face (laughs) also. (laughs) And uh, uh, Regal demands they shake hands. This was perfect. I didn't realize that I needed Danielson gun, dragon gun to become the Regal Academy of violent youths. But here we are. I am a hundred percent here for it and uh, let it continue as, as it uh, appears it will as, as we go forward here. Uh, But yeah, this was a a total shock. Um, Interestingly, I guess WWE never trademarked the name William Regal. Yeah, apparently not. (laughs) So, uh, and funnily enough, uh, throughout the entire post, uh, show scrum, mm-hmm. Tony Khan referred to him as Lord Regal, Yes, yes. <laughs> which is just, uh, you know, uh, it, it just kind of encapsulates everything that Tony Khan is, which is a wrestling dork. Yes. Very much <laughs> when it, so. When it, when it comes down to it. So, um, uh, so yeah, very much looking forward to seeing him, uh, stick around. Yeah. Hopefully for longer than Dave Meltzer originally thought. Uh, yes. Uh, and uh, Regal, uh, not only apparently going to be an on-screen presence, but apparently going to have a lot of, say, backstage, as uh, Tony Khan has indicated that you know he's going to be used as, as a coach and also sort of a, a, a bouncing off point for ideas. He said, in fact, he's looking to both Danielson and Regal for assistance in running Ring of Honor. So, uh, man, can you imagine a a regal run ring of honor? (laughs) It'll fucking roll is what it'll do. Yeah. Then, uh, a match that I didn't expect to be as enjoyable as it was. It was a tornado, uh, trios match. Semi Guevara, Darby Allen and sting against the AHFO of Andrade, El Idolo, Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy. They decide to have basically an ECW 2000 pay-per-view brawl. They just yeah. brawled everywhere. They did all the crazy shit. Yep. And Sting went, fuck it. I'm putting on my best New Jack cosplay here tonight. <laughs> and I'm diving off a balcony through tables at yeah. 62 fucking years old. Through tables stacked atop each other and into, <laughs> was it uh, Quen? Uh, I think. Uh, 
Yeah, Cassidy. I think it was. Yeah, because Cassidy took the Spanish fly. Yeah, he took the Spanish fly off the stage by Sammy Guevara. Yes. Yeah. Ridiculous. All, yeah. Yeah. Both of those spots, absolutely insane. Uh, and then Darby, you know, being Darby as well. So, yeah, the match was uh, was fun. It kind of, I felt like, hyped everybody back up. Yes. You know, it was. It definitely wasn't the cooler match before the main event. It was, uh, okay, my blood pressure is, is is back and spiking. Now let's go to this fucking title match sort of situation. Yeah. Uh, although Hardy kind of wussed out on the uh, uh, coffin drop at the end there. Yeah. I feel like he, he was just what. too far away. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was weird. But yeah. nevertheless, faces win, and then that took us to the main event: a tale of two new outfits. As at, uh, the world champion Hangman Adam Page shows up wearing. A pride-themed outfit the week of "Don't Say Gay" in Florida. So, props to you, Florida. Can we just nuke the Florida State House or uh, not? Look, nuke, but I Bugs guess. Bunny had the right idea. Just saw that shit off. Yeah, but there are some things in Florida worth saving. Theme parks. Can we just save the theme parks? <laughs> Maybe okay. that's why they that's... put Orlando so central into Florida, so they knew right. that we couldn't entirely annex them. Yes, just uh, save the theme parks and get rid of everything else. <laughs> but then Adam Cole, well, Adam Cole is the one who came out first, wearing the dumbest fucking gear I've ever seen. You can love Halo Christ, all dude. you want, but this literally looked like he slapped $20 cosplay on top of his normal gear. This looked absolutely garbage. This was more embarrassing for Adam Cole than if he were to ride a big wheel down to the ring in a Mario Kart cosplay. <laughs> this Halo shit is more embarrassing than that. Yes. They, this it was, it, it was, this was mega fucking cringe. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you fucking dork. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, uh, shit. I'm, I, I'm lacking the words after a week to describe the level of fucking geek this was. Yeah. You see this fucking wall of pop vinyls behind me. Yeah. Okay. I'm a fucking I'm a fucking dork. All right. I, I acknowledge this. Right. But Jesus Christ, Cole. Get yeah, a fucking you're, hold you're, of you're not gonna show up though for the main event of a pay-per-view dressed as a pop vinyl. No, no, not unless I was getting a shit ton of money from Funko. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, hey, Barter. maybe maybe Microsoft gave Cole a shit ton of money. Maybe we missed I, that. Fuck Microsoft. They nuked my computer. Um <laughs> But yeah, fucking dork. I mean, you know, if there's one way to dry up your championship, uh, your champion wife after uh, or girlfriend after after her big win is to see you prance down to the ring and fucking want to be Master Chief bullshit. Fuck off, Cole. Yeah. Thankfully, though, for as bad as that outfit was, the match was good. The match was Uh, good. As uh, they had an awesome main event. The uh, result very, very rarely in question. Hangman Page wins, no. uh, and and credit for at least the first few minutes of the fun chance for the crowd. Eventually, they got up their own ass about it. Uh, but dueling, yeah. let's go, Adam, let's go, Adam, made me chuckle. As did its follow up, yeah. let's go, Adam, Adam sucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think there's yeah. also a point where the people are just going, Adam, Adam. Yeah, like, I, I enjoyed it. It's just they went like. Let's say they had like three good chants. They went for five, and 
Yeah, you know, you yeah, got, they didn't quit while they were ahead. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, they but, took the office route, who had like maybe three or four good seasons. And <laughs> yeah, overstayed their welcome. Exactly. Steve Carell left. Oh, we're gonna go for three more seasons. Yeah. Awesome. No, bad yeah. idea. Bad idea. You know, I, I read this, and I don't know if it's true. The other day, just to sidetrack on the office here. Yeah. Apparently, he was open to staying, but they never asked him. Yes. To stay. Yeah, that's which is that's true. Fucking I've, I've insane. That. Who the has who's ahead of NBC at that time? I can uh, jump off the top of 30, Rocky asshole. I think it was Jeff Zucker. So, was it Jeff uh, Zucker? Yeah, fuck that guy. Um, well, I mean, Natalie Portman beat him up, so, you know. <laughs> but this was this was basically the perfect version of an NXT TakeOver main event, minus staring at your own hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you had a little bit of run-in action, uh, you know, uh, Red Dragon for Cole and the Dark Order making the save. Yeah, for, including uh, Hangman fucking up and uh, shoving Alex Reynolds. Yeah, the the I'm I'm curious to see how this plays out. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, they definitely went more into the story on on Dynamite, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah, in fact, you know what, Chris? I'm going to go ahead and hit that button. Dynamite was live in Florida on Wednesday for the Fallout, and we kicked off with a Chris Jericho oh, promo. Yeah, never a good sign, really. Uh, like again, I I don't love them starting dynamites with promos. They seem they're seeming to be doing them more and more frequently, which I don't love. But at least this had a big angle attached to it. Once we finally got to the fireworks factory, yes, indeed it did. Chris Jericho comes out looking like, with his hair at least, he's basically cosplaying late nineties Jericho. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Kingston. He said, "You know what? I didn't live up to my word." He want, wanted to make it out, uh, up, make it up for him. He wanted to make uh, out with him. Yeah, he wanted to make out with him. He was going to yeah. do the Jade kiss of death. He wanted uh, to taste that peanut butter pie that was still on his lips. <laughs> yeah. So please come out here so I could <laughs> shake your hand. Out comes Eddie Kingston, and Kingston came out and said he wanted to spend a Friday night going out and drinking, forgetting his problems. He also had a great moment because the fans started wadding him. He said, Steve Austin ain't here, bro. Relax. Yeah. Which, excellent. It killed the chant. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anybody so succinctly shut down the what chant. Yeah. The the only other person who ever did it well, and I I, I know, especially on this show, we, we hate to give him credit, was The Undertaker. Who, when he was being whatted during a promo on Raw, just went, say what if you sleep with your sister. Wow, he's, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he just heard the crowd go, "What?" <laughs> Meanwhile, Jamie Lannister's in the front row doing backflips. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? My what I shy. say? What, my good man? <laughs> um, but Kingston basically uh, cut this promo about how you know he thought about not be, not showing up for the pay per view. He thought about you know maybe Jericho was right, but. People came up to him during the fan fest and said that, you know, Kingston saved their lives and and that made him go back to his hotel room and cry. And he's like, you know, I got to do this, not just for me. I got to do this for them. But uh, he wants to know about Jericho. He says, you know, what's missing from you that you couldn't live up to your word and and, and what have you. So uh, Jericho says, you know what? You're right. You have my respect. So please shake my hand. So Kingston shakes the hand after looking around, as all good baby faces should do before shaking someone's hand. And out comes 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, who attacked Jericho and Kingston. Of note, they only shoved down Jericho. Yeah. 
Jericho then proceeded to sell his neck from the match on Sunday. So no one was attacking him. I, in fact, I was sitting there for a little while while watching that take place going, is Jericho like legit injured? Like what's, what's going yeah. on? Here? Santana Ortiz run down to make the save. Ortiz has a bat, has the bat with him goes to, uh, give the bat to, uh, um, Jericho. Jericho. Uh, one of 2.0 gets held up by Santana. Jericho then hits Santana and Ortiz. The big swerve. Out comes Jake Hager, who acts all surprised, but only like a big idiot can. Uh, and then attacks it to Ortiz doing? as We're well. Brothers. Yeah. So uh, timekeeper's table gets pulled out, and Jake Hager, with the help Ooh. of four individuals to make Jesus. sure Eddie Kingston doesn't die, Hager power bombs Kingston through the table off the apron. And barely, because that did not land as flush as it should have. Yes. He went shoulders first through that table, not a uh, not midsection first. That that was a that was a tough bump. That was a scary bump for Eddie there. Very scary. And then Chris Jericho <laughs> grabs a mic, and as you would expect, considering this is a group that contains the inner circle, is a new version of them, and has 2.0. The name of the group is the inner circle. To wait, hang on, I'm getting a note here. No, it was the Jericho Appreciation Society. That is. Worst fucking name for a faction I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. The Inner Circle 2.0 was right fucking there. I mean, and I'm fine with them it not being called Inner Circle. Like that, yeah, the name was right there and it doesn't make sense, but something different, sure, it needed to be something different. The Jericho Appreciation Society, Jesus fucking Christ. Take the flashlights flashlights out of your hands and (laughs) stop fucking jerking yourself off. Um, it's, that's, that's pretty awful. It's, it sucks. Yeah. The, I, I will say I did like the line about, uh, or the, the, the last little tag at the end of saying that's entertainment. I like that. That sure. I get that. That's, that's uh, a you nice know, heelish route. They could have, he could have brought back the Jericho, uh, protection services. What was it? JPS. Yeah. Was, yeah. What was it? Ralphus. Yeah. Uh, or, or Jericho personal security, personal security. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. I mean, even that makes more sense. And that would have gotten a pop out of me. Yeah. The Jericho Appreciation Society is yeah, just kind of rough. That is that is that is cringe. It is super dad cringe, which, you know, to be expected from Jericho at this point. Yeah. We had Hangman Page defending the AEW World Championship against Dante Martin. Not a long match, but a damn fun one. Yeah, it was. Uh, as this was basically, you know, your standard New Japan heavyweight versus light heavyweight match. As uh, one dude brought the strong style, one dude brought the flippies. I want to see this match again, you know, in a year. Yeah. A year after that, a year after that, year after that. Nice promo after the match from uh, uh, Adam Page, because Tony Schiavone was in ring asking him about, you know, the main event at Revolution. Uh-huh. And Page said, hey, 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 before that, I want Dante back into the ring, said you know, congratulations on making it all the way into a world title match, even though you were a tag competitor. I know that's where you're going back to, but hey, you come back here, I'd love to do it again. Loved that. Nice little yeah. baby face moment. But uh, Adam Cole interrupts, and uh, it looks like we are not done with the Adam Adam feud. Okay. Uh, we are going to have a six man on Dynamite next week. Maybe this will be the main event of Battle of the Belts, too. Have those two against sure yeah i don't see this going into the next pay-per-view yeah. um but yeah I, you know i don't hate the feud continuing there's still a little more juice uh to be had there yeah. um 
Oh, fuck, I was going to say something. I forgot what it was. Anyway, continue. It's all good. Tony Khan then posted on Twitter, which got acknowledged in a commentary, that because the world title match did not go the distance, there'd be an extra match added to Dynamite. Yeah. Nice little kayfabe there. So we were getting Pac versus Wheeler Yuta added. We had the in-ring debut of the Brian Danielson-John Moxley team with William Regal against the workhorseman duo of J.D. Drake and I believe in his Dynamite debut, Anthony Henry. Yeah, I'd never seen that guy before. So um, he had <laughs> Anthony Henry had uh, been in Evolve. Uh, he that's where he and JD Drake first teamed as the Workhorsemen. Gotcha. And then he was Grayson Waller in uh, NXT. Oh, okay. Uh, but Henry honestly looked really good here. I hope they give him another look. I mean, both of those both those guys did great at yeah. what they were supposed to do, which is getting beat up by Mox and Brian. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but there were a few moments there, like Henry threw some chops on Danielson, which were nightmarishly loud. Yeah. Um, but uh, th- again, like you said, this is about putting over Danielson and Mox. Danielson and Mox, who, by the way, come out completely separately. <laughs> I feel like that'll change. Yeah. I, I wondered if we would get Mox coming out of the ramp again, but uh, I guess not. Uh, and uh, post-match, Tony Schiavone back in the ring. as Schiavone was hustling all night long, by the way. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he got his <laughs> steps in for sure. Um, so Schiavone welcomes Regal to AEW. And Regal first starts by... Basically being the Javier Bardem to Tony Schiavone's uh, James Bond and kind of making it real weird for a little while there. A little a little bit. I mean, it was, it was heartfelt. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was just like, are they going to make out? What's happening? <laughs> Again, AEW, very gay friendly. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, – Regal cuts this awesome and super long promo to the point where apparently those live could see whoever the the uh, floor producer is yelling at Regal yeah. <laughs> about going too long. But it was this really great promo about, you know, all of the missteps he's made and, and that this opportunity with Mox and Danielson is about turning things around, that Danielson is absolutely the performer he could have been but wasn't. Yeah, and uh, Mox is just an absolutely violent motherfucker, and he loves him for it. Yeah. Uh, so there are two things I need here. Yes. All right. Three. One, yeah. a name. Yes. For this faction. Yeah. Two, uh, an interest theme for the faction. Yes. And three, two at least two young violent boys to join in. Yes. I, I need. It needs to be a full, well-rounded group here. You got your yeah. older brawlers, maybe somebody who'd been there a little bit longer, and then, like, a, a green brawler. Yeah. Um, you know, as long as it's not uh, the Brooklyn brawler, I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> right. right. But uh, you keep, keep Lombardi at home. We don't We don't necessarily need them here. What, uh, what I had really wanted when Regal uh, was chastising uh, Mox and Danielson. Let's call him a man's man. Well, I mean, there's that, but uh, <laughs> if out on the ramp in matching track suits, you had Yuda Garcia and Moriarty. Wow. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I guess Garcia is now part of uh, this new Jericho group. So the Jaws. Yeah. So we're we're down one of the options already. Which Jaws Queen to me is fucking bullshit. But you know. I yeah, I mean, you know, uh, look, it, it it continues the trend of pairing up younger people with the vets. So, sure. you know, 
learning directly from Jericho. I mean, Garcia is certainly the Sammy Guevara of this iteration of, uh, you know, Jericho faction in AEW. So, uh, and, and nothing but upside for that kid. So him to learn from Jericho as, as cringe as Jericho is, he is certainly a wealth of information. And yeah. Yeah. And and, and if anything, the promo side of things is the game that Garcia needs to step up. So I get it. I get it. Dark order. We're backstage asked him how things were going with Adam page. Immediately cut off by Paige, who uh, yeah. apologized for the shoving and that sort of thing. And Silver said, hey, you got that six man next week. Uh, how about uh, me and me and Reynolds? Or maybe we switch it up and, you know, it's five and ten. Or, or what, what do you he think? He said Stu and Anna. Yeah, point, or Stu and Anna at a point, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Paige goes, um, I, I, I'm I, sorry. I talked to Jurassic Express, and they, they really want to go against the, the Young Bucks next week. So, sorry, guys. So I will say at least it was somebody who has a storyline reason to yes. want into that match. Yeah. That at least makes sense to, I guess, soothe the burn a little bit of, right. of not not choosing Dark Order. But again, this this storyline does intrigue me because it took so long for Paige to, to be open to friends again. And, yeah. and that and to be the Dark Order, and now he's yeah he's shunning them. So. Right. I'm curious to see where that pay, where that uh, leads well, leads. They always say heavy is the head that wears the crown. That's so, true. Uh, that that man's got the closest thing they have in AEW right now to a crown. So. Yeah, thick is the waist that carries the belt. I don't know. <laughs> we did have Pac versus Wheeler Yuta. This was a fun match that unfortunately was mostly in pitcher and pitcher. Yeah, so I saw maybe a minute complete of it. <laughs> but of course. <laughs> Pack gets back on track with a brutalizer, beating yeah. Wheeler Yuta. Again, great reason for Yuta to join up with Regal and company. Yeah, so and not and I hate to make this sound like a critique of Danhausen. It may just be his gimmick and his character, but he always looks confused as fuck when he's out there. <laughs> he's always like looking around like, Am I supposed to be here? What, what, I don't know where to be. It's like <laughs> And again, it could work as part of his character. Yeah. I hope it is, uh, and I, or I hope he like you know learns because this is his first time doing I guess live national TV for the most right. part in AEW. Right. So I mean, Ring of Honor doesn't really count. Let's be honest. Yeah, um, yeah. So, all all those know. shows he were on were taped in front of no one. So right, yeah. He's, well, he who was on that one pay per view that we? That's were true. At? That's true. The one Dan Housen match I've seen as of this moment. <laughs> uh, maybe he'll be healed by May fourth. Who knows? Yeah. Um. So we went back to the Cutler cam. It was Cole, Bucks, and Red Dragon. Cole was disappointed that nobody left for Revolution with gold. So that led to Red Dragon and the Bucks yelling at each other. And then Cole said, hey, you know what? It's all it's all good because next week we got that six man. I got some partners in mind. You know, they're they're young. They like to party. Yeah. And Matt Jackson says, no, no, we're, we're good. We don't really want to be a part of that. And Adam Cole says, well, I didn't mean you guys. I mean Red Dragon. Yeah, I mean, issues are afoot in the elite. Sure, yeah, and that'll that'll continue at some point. I mean, you'd imagine there'd be a Red Dragon Bucks match at some point. You know, Adam Cole on a pole or whatever. Um, (laughs) I think we made that joke last week. We did. Too funny to not. It's too funny to not bring back up. Um, But you know, who who turned? Did the Bucks turn back face after this for returning face Omega? And then we get. Omega and Bucks versus Cole and Red Dragon, you know, that I mean, sort of it, it it would make sense. Yeah. The, the Wednesday night war yeah. has to happen again. <laughs> Jeez. 
uh, I hope they wouldn't reference it like that, but you know they would. In fact, that's probably what the the show will be called. <laughs> AEW Dynamite colon Wednesday Night War. Yeah, you he loves special branding shows. I get it. So we then had a promo from FTR and Tully. And I'm going to phrase it this way. I know what that promo was. It was uh-huh. FTR firing Tully. Yes. I also know that Dax is a hell of a promo. So as he was talking, I was really enthused by the tone and tenor of what he was saying. Mm -hmm. I cannot, for the life of me, tell you what the fuck he was talking about. He was yelling about family. Yeah. And he wants to look his daughters in the eye. And he wants tag titles. And... Tully's like, you know, you're losing focus. And then Dax is like, no, 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 no. This is about family. This isn't about belts. Like, what What, what? the fuck are they? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was a well-performed promo where I understood where it went. But yeah. I could not make a single lick of sense out of the content. Agreed. The, but the thing that bothered me most was that they didn't let it breathe at all. Yeah. Like they said, you're fired, and then cut right back to the ring. I'm like, whoa, what? yeah, that like you got to let that hang a second, man. Yeah, and I know then, they were short on time because of Regal taking extra uh-huh. or whatever, but man, that was that that kind of undercut the moment for me. And then uh, that took us right to the ring where it was the AHFO emergency board meeting. Short version of that is private party pulled a Dave Batista on yeah. uh, <laughs> on Matt Hardy. Yeah, uh, there's the vote. Uh, Matt Hardy got voted out. He gets jumped by the AHFO when all of a sudden, out of the blue, the old Hardy Boys music plays because it's public domain. Yeah. And which people did not understand. Yes. On Twitter again. Yes. And Jeff Hardy comes out and dances for a minute or two before saving his brother is getting the shit kicked out. Okay. It was maybe 10 seconds of dancing on his way to the ring. So I just thought it was funny. It is funny. It's, it, it is funny. <laughs> I mean, you got a guy making his day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So that Marty just danced the Jeff Hardy dance. So the a Patreon. $5 tier has never been more worth it, like aside from Schlegel soapboxes, than watching Marty do the fucking Hardy Boys dance just now. That was delightful. My God <laughs> almighty. So, yeah, uh, Matt Hardy's back to being a face. Hardy Boys, I, they've been calling them the Hardy Brothers. I guess Hardy Boys is trademarked. I have no idea. I mean, it's their last name. So, you know, they, <laughs> you know, there's only uh, a limit of which you can, you know, can prevent. But yeah. it, it, I did note that it was Hardy Brothers more than Hardy Boys. Right, right. That might just be because of the fact that they're, they're 50. Yeah, so. <laughs> they're 50 years old. <laughs> but still, they still dress yeah. like it's 1994 and Hot Topic. So. Yes. Um, and then uh, we went back to the back. <laughs> I just imagine uh, there's like a mobile Hot Topic store that comes to uh, the Hardy oh Ranch and Cameron. Can you imagine how many Hot Topic hot cash points fucking <laughs> Jeff Hardy has? And, and then, you know, somebody drives by. He's like, do you just follow these guys around? And the guy in the Hot Topic thing goes, lady, he's putting my kids it's through college. college. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Schiavone is interviewing Shane Swerve Strickland. He's going to be debu- debuting on Rampage on Friday. And uh, we want to see who his challenger is going to be. Tony Nese's abs show up, and then comes Tony Nese. 
And uh, Tony Nese uh, said, hey, how about a match? And sort of said, hey, you know what? Friday night, we're used to fighting then. Yeah. <laughs> so let's I do like it. That. that was funny. Yeah. So uh, it is indeed Swerve's house. And we'd see the match on Friday. Wardlow comes out for an interview in ring with Tony Schiavone. Again, dude is just hustling everywhere. And uh, Wardlow uh, talking about still being under contract with MJF, but you know what? I'm I'm going for this. I'm I'm going for a championship. He said, "Hey, look, we'll just separate our ways. I'm going to go for the TNT Championship." Uh, credit here to someone who wrote into Wrestling Observer Live for what would be an absolutely amazing angle. Brian Alvarez talked about this uh, on one of the shows this week. Uh, MJF should come out right before the TNT title match next week and explain that, yes, I have released Wardlow. However, he has a 90-day non-compete and therefore <laughs> cannot be in the <laughs> TNT championship match on Wednesday. Uh, uh, that's funny. <laughs> that, is, that is funny. <sighs> anyway... For a guy who had never cut a long promo like that, let alone in front of a live crowd, I thought yeah. it was pretty good. He's got he's got a good like Jason Momoa e delivery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't you know there was a stumble or two, but sure. fuck, it's live TV. I'd yeah. stumble my ass off too. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was surprisingly good for what we expected a solo Wardlow promo to sound like. So yeah, looking forward to see that uh, continue. Yeah, and. Uh, his catchphrase is saying that AEW is Wardlow's world, which means I hope he gets a uh, a nerdy glasses wearing sidekick yeah. <laughs> hat that says Wardlow's world and and future. and you know r- rides in a Daly's place in the Mirthmobile. Yeah. <laughs> Keith Lee and QT Marshall were backstage. QT said to him, "Hey, uh, you know what? You have some issues with Team Taz. Uh, us in the factory have your back." And Lee said. I have a very large back, and I'm good. <laughs> that was a solid line. <laughs> so QT loses his mind and says he's going to pay as he starts yelling like a bootleg Tony Soprano. It was nice. AEW <laughs> uh, World Tag Team Title Match randomly got added to the card. Jurassic Express defending and defeating the acclaimed. Fine match, just kind of random that we got it. Yeah, well, it's just one. It was the, they were at the top of the ranking, so they had to get rid of it at some point. So yeah, you know, there you go. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Yes. Uh, so you know, the acclaimed uh, or Max Caster during the uh, acclaimed's entrance, uh, doing his weekly rap, indicating that Jungle Boy doesn't have the ability to grow pubes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that, that was important to note out. Thank you yes. for bringing that up. Yes. We had the AEW Women's World Championship Eliminator. It was the number one and number two ranked women, Thunder Rosa and Layla Hirsch. Rosa ends up winning. Mm-hmm. Shocker. It turns out that next week in Rosa's hometown of San Antonio, Texas, <laughs> roughly one year since the yeah. infamous Lights Out match, it'll be Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker for the World Championship yeah. Women's World Championship. In a steel cage. Yeah, 364 days later. Yes. They cut to Britt Baker, who, and I have to absolutely criticize her on this. Britt Baker does not sell the stipulation at the least and basically just cuts a promo shitting on everyone else in the women's division. Yeah, uh, it it wasn't her best work. Not a fan of it. Not a fan of it was I. Then our main event was for the TNT Championship. Scorpio Sky, Sammy Guevara. Guevara... 
ends up being taken out early, doing a 630 to the floor through a table. <laughs> it was supposed to be on Scorpio Sky. Sky rolls out. Yep. So Guevara just dies dead. His <laughs> second big flipping table spot to nowhere uh, in yeah. about three days. <laughs> Has anybody edited the the GTA wasted after him uh, <laughs> going through the table? They there? haven't. I they feel like should. that needs to be done. Yeah, uh, but hey, Scorpio Sky ends up winning somewhat clean. There was a hole to do between Paige Van Sant and uh, uh, Take Conti on the outside uh, yeah. that distracted yeah. Sammy a little bit. Sky hits the TKO. One, two, three. We have a new TNT champion in Scorpio Sky. <laughs> Again, another short reign for uh, for Sammy Guevara. Yeah, um, I guess we're gonna head into a Guevara Conti program with America's Top Team here. So, guess so. As Paige Van Zandt signs her AEW contract on Ty Conti's voluptuous ass, and yep. uh, we go off the air. Yeah, so uh, definitely in uh, not the direction I expected, but you know what? Here's Scorpio. I, I I've said. Many times on this show that he'd be a good guy to be a TNT champion. So now yeah. he has the opportunity to uh, show it. And then uh, Friday night was... Rampage. And it kicked off with Darby Allen versus Mark Quinn. This match started a little slow for my tastes. Um, I yeah, Darby was getting his ass kicked surprisingly much. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if this is Matt Hardy's doing, but Quen basically has cut down a lot of his flip-floppy uh, uh, moves for more heat. Well, aside which, from doing a 450 from the top well, rope and yeah. to Darby from the out fucking to the outside. Yeah, when the match picked up, he brought back the flippies, but like it yeah. was a lot of like headlocks and choking with his foot and you know, yeah it was, it was a little much boring yeah darby ends up winning with the coffin drop sure uh and then this turns to a hole to do where the afo because mm-hmm. no more hardy yes they come to the ring but out comes the hardy brothers to run yes. interference fans yep. go wild and then we had uh jamie hater against mercedes martinez fine match uh nothing blow away um, uh, I think the highlight of this match was um, uh, Jamie Hater's ass. <laughs> just gonna, just gonna. Did you see my tweet? I did. <laughs> I did, Chris. I did. Uh, that may have been the whiskey talking, <laughs> but I, I, was, I very uh, much enjoyed that tweet. Yeah, I, at Roughhouse SGW, if you didn't get to check it out, I had more than a few on Friday, and then I then I watched Dynamite after Rampage. Cause, oh wow! Yeah, because I was I was feeling the I was feeling the drinks, and I knew I didn't have shit to do on Saturday, so I just kept go. going because I didn't get a chance to watch Rampage or uh, Dynamite earlier. So yeah, post and I just watched Rogue One, which came on after. So hell yeah! <laughs> post match, Britt Baker and company come out to uh, hit a curb stop on Martinez, but Thunder Rosa makes the save with the chair because of course they're going against each other in a cage match on Wednesday. We got a promo from Hikaru Shida where Shida just decides, fuck subtlety. She says, hey, you know what, Deeb? You can go for my knee again, but I'm going to cut your head off. Hell yes. Yes. <laughs> Full Shogun Warrior Hikaru Shida, please yeah. and thank you. Uh, the promo is actually pretty good English. Like, yeah, yeah. She's, she's come a really long way. She's getting very good. I, I do love, though, that she has like a vague British accent. Because <laughs> of the fa- and this is true. She's learned English from the Harry Potter movies. Amazing. So. 
Uh, Keith Lee killed QT Marshall. This seems to build to uh, Nick Camarado against Keith Lee, which sure. uh, would be a lot of fun. I got to say, I don't think Keith Lee's ever actually seen anyone orchestrate before because the way he does his yeah. wave is, is not it, it's not right. <laughs> well, I mean, I okay dork all right <laughs> <laughs> no what was, like it looks awkward is more what i'm getting at ah uh, okay i get yeah. you i mean also is basking your glory copywritten by wwe i don't know i i don't think it is no okay i, I mean that was kind of his catchphrase and gimmick i hard for them hard to imagine them not doing that yeah and then the main event was swerve strickland's in-ring day butt against tony niece and his abs and uh, this match was super fun. If, if Tony Nese is in a role in AEW just to make dudes look super good. On their debuts, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect use of him, because he did. Swerve has such a cool moveset. He's got yeah. such a unique way of of, of connecting uh, moves in the ring and, and that sort of thing. And moving around the ring. He's, yeah. It's very unique. Yeah. Came off like a massive star. And uh, you know what? Really, really sneaky good match. I, I enjoyed this a lot. Swerve unsurprisingly wins. Uh, double stomp looks to be his finish. Uh, and not the best camera angle for that double stomp, by the way. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I wish, I wish. you know, I'm kind of over the double stomp as a finish, but, you know, maybe yeah. he'll come up with something else eventually. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what it ends up being. But uh, Wednesday night, it is the St. Paddy's Day Slam We've got the aforementioned women's championship match, Thunder Rosa against Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. It's going to be in a steel cage. Presumably, Rosa wins in her hometown. Wardlow versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT championship, which could be a lot of fun. I don't think they're going to take the belt off of Sky that quick, though. No, no. Max will get involved somehow. Six-man tag, Adam Page and Jurassic Express versus Adam Cole and Red Dragon should be awesome. And just added... Brian Danielson and John Moxley against Wheeler Yuta and Chuck Taylor. Sorry, oh. Chuck. You're probably getting murked when Yuta turns on you. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Let's go. Yeah, should be a real, real fun show. That'll be Wednesday night. I, I can't recall where they are, but one thing that's very important is in a few weeks, your boys will be at Dynamite and Rampage. Hell yeah, brother. They're going to be in our neck of the woods on May the 4th. Very exciting, yeah, Chris. Yeah, I'm may, may the 4th be with us uh, <laughs> as, you know, Hikaru Shida fires up her lightsaber and beheads Serena Deeb live at the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena on the campus of UMBC in Catonsville, Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> Tickets on sale now. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House, uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. Are you a retired professional wrestler? Have you traded in your boots for bingo? Given up walking the ropes for walking to the garden? Hung up your mask for some Metamucil? 
Are you working on that fifth hip replacement? Then Uncle Wrinkle Pie's Wrestler Retirement Home is right for you. Enjoy our pets room with Coco Beware's Bird Frankie and Damien Jake the Snake's Pet Python. Take advantage of complimentary dental work from Isaac Yankum DDS and work out with Disco Inferno's dance classes. If you get sad or lonely, just go down the hall to Doink the Clown's room where he and Dink will cheer you up and help you remember the days of yore when you were doing swanton bombs off the top of steel cages. Our media room plays nothing but David Arquette films. Plus, we have Erwin R. Scheister on staff to take care of your taxes, Henry O. and Phineas I. Godwin to teach you gardening, and the Brooklyn Brawler to job to you for that little extra self-esteem boost. Uncle Wrinkle Pie's Wrestler Retirement Home is now accepting applications. Applicants must be able to cut a promo against Bastion Booger, Superkick Hornswoggle, and DDT the Gobbledygooker.